one in Kansas, one in Alabama. I'm just glad everybody that does watch us. But, you know, I don't understand YouTube, Eric, because all the other platforms, the channel gets a lot of views. And this one don't do so well. But I did a, an Instagram. People say, well, why do you fool with YouTube? Well, last night I went live on Instagram, right? With Matthew from Unapologetic. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's to me, it's a little simpler. And there's always uh, of my friends on there all the time on Instagram. And instantly a whole bunch of people start watching, which is great. I mean, we want as many people to watch as we can. And then you have, you have to set it or you have to go to archives and download it to upload it on YouTube and Spotify and other places. But it comes back with a lot of garble in it, I've been told. So I don't watch it usually, but so I don't know. I thought you I thought your last two videos had a lot of garble on your end. Yeah. I Not my, their end. They were they were perfect. I, I don't know what it is. It might be here in the house. If this one turns out garbled, then I'll do them in another room. But but the thing that makes me feel good is I listen to the pros, you know, like on uh, Spotify, some other podcasts, and they get some garble too. I don't know what it is. Location, gear, I don't know. Right now, they you are. sound great to uh, me. Yeah. Well, I'll just sit right here and not move then. But okay, I'm going to rock myself. <laughs> they are. I got a uh, subject for it. And I got a phone I call. I saw your subject. I saw your subject line, and I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> this is a um, you don't have to confess but <clears throat> what happened <laughs> earlier today do you know who Chris Rankle is he's got Chris Rankle Rankle he's got a I'm... Instagram called Catholic Dad 23 oh yeah I know him see you confused me because I know a guy Called Chris Wrangle. That may be. And he's a. He, I actually went to school with him 40 years ago. He's a, he's a black belt in Taekwondo and wow. does, teaches karate. Yeah, I remember those guys in high school that were black belts in Taekwondo getting beat up all the time in street. Well, this guy was pretty good. He was care. pretty good. One time I had a, a black belt in something. He was in, on the police SWAT. He was on the SWAT team, right? And he kept messing. He was always pinching my backside or my the back of my arm. He was always picking on me. I won't say his name. He was, he was on the SWAT team. We called it tactical unit. All these martial arts. And one day he did like a kick towards my head. And at that time I pressed. Well over 400 pounds. And somehow I reached up like a snake, like a cobra. I caught his foot midair. And he wasn't expecting it. And I just walked him backwards. 
for about five yep. yards, hopping on one foot. And I said, all I got to do is flip you over. And uh, I made fun of them every since then, those black belts. You know what I mean? Or rush them, charge into them, full head of steam, tackle them, what? get them, and they're done. I took karate for about four or five years, and I really enjoyed it. Um, a couple of my buddies are six two, six four, chest, shoulders out. You know, walk through doorways sideways, and I'm a little old fat guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, let them thump around on your head during sparring and. You learn that you can take a hit. Yeah. And it was it was pretty awesome. I actually beat a brown bell once sparring. Wow. I know. I was shocked. Well, I took but I never took more. I didn't I didn't have the I got short dumpy arms and legs, but once I got past their long lightning quick reflexes. Yeah. yeah, I got points, and that's how I won one. It's the I only did. one I ever really won. I, I never did and, like us when we guys built like you. Turn, <laughs> turn, turn the face that way real quick. Turn my head, or yeah, yeah. You know those guys that got the, you know, the little ears, heads, no those, neck. Those are, not, <laughs> those are what my train officer called baseball bats guys you hit them with a baseball bat because you ain't going to beat them any other way or a crowbar so yeah um i took a few lessons in boxing and i've been doing yeah. lately for fitness but how did i get off on that chris i don't know Bring i do know this i had i had two claims to fame in karate one was I actually beat a brown belt one time in a spar. The second thing was I had two karate instructors, both of them black belts, that could never sweep me. Does that mean? Because I'm like, I'm like built like a brick poop house. And my fat feet just would not come out from under me, <laughs> which was good. As soon as they got me on the floor, it would be bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Well, Chris, my friend Chris, he does Catholic Dad 23. Instagram. Yeah. He's a real nice guy. And he he texted me earlier and said, I call you. I want to discuss something with you. And uh, I said, sure. So all day waiting. I, uh, butterflies in my stomach. Not in my stomach. Because I'm used to getting in trouble. I get in trouble all the time. And I've been kicked out of the Vatican, out of St. Peter's Basilica. I've been fired by EWTN. I get my butt chewed for my wife every night. I get chewed out all the time by everybody. I'm always in trouble. And people are always sending me DMs, you know, criticizing me and stuff. So I was bracing myself. I was saying, this guy's going to call me up and you know, always some criticism. So I prayed about it a little bit and just, you know, kind of waited for it. I was thinking, why even call and all that? 
Anyhow, uh, he uh, did call and he called me a bunch of times on that stupid messenger FaceTime thing. You know, man, I don't even check that thing. And Big Fish, oh, Big Fish. You know that dude? Steve? Fish. He does it too. I'm like, why are you calling me on Messenger? Who does that? So I don't I, know. Finally, I called him on a real on my real phone, and we talked. I, I tell you, it's probably the the uh, probably nicest, most encouraging phone call maybe that I've ever had. From Catholic Dad. Yeah, from Catholic underscore dad 23 whatever Catholic dad underscore 23 yeah. yeah very um I don't want to start booming like a girl but <laughs> even, it was a it was nice for a change yeah you know, get a good phone call because I'm used I mean at school you know I'm substitute teaching I get my butt chewed all the time did this wrong did that wrong can't do that I don't know, you know, what to do. And, you know, when I was a police department, I got hauled in every other day, you know, got investigated for all kinds of stuff I didn't do. People would complain on me and I'd be under investigation and, you know, just, but for him to call me and share the things, hey, Ahmad, Ahmad said it then. Anyhow, we were talking, he was advising, I won't go in particular, but he wanted he was thinking that that maybe I should go deeper on YouTube than I usually do, you know, about subjects. And I got thinking about the M word. Yeah. Say it because with YouTube, you could just say it, say something, and it just bounce. I mean, I I'm already in trouble with my. I mean, they got me shadow banned terribly, but. You know, wanking it. That's the British word. Wanking. You know, M A S T U R B A I O N. And I don't know about you, but I bet you I was in in college. Yeah, the M word, Ahmad. Wanking it is called on TV in in the UK. I don't know about you, but I got into my college age before I ever, 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 ever heard anyone else talk about that subject. So you got, my dad died when I was real little. My mom was, uh, she was sick most of the time, raised me, and I didn't have any male influence. I didn't have an uncle that took me under his arm. Big brother, nothing. I was on. I raised myself. I raised myself, and I remember me and two guys from college, and we had gone Bible study, a church thing. And I'm in the back seat. We're riding back seat. They started talking about wanking. That they had been praying to God to be delivered from wanking, and one of them said, "Man." I've been a whole week without wanking it. And and to me, it felt like a 10,000-pound anchor rolled off my back because... You weren't I, alone. 
Huh? You were no longer alone. I thought I, I thought I was the only person in the universe. Right? I really did. I thought I was kind of freak, a, a perv. I I didn't know nothing, and you know, and I found out by accident. I went. <laughs> You know, little, little boys have an accident and weren't trying to do nothing. And, and you know, with a lot of teenagers, and I'm not just going to say teenagers. I'm talking about all ages and women, lots of women struggle all their And And Chris will say, nobody, nobody talks about these things. Well, my experience is a little bit different. Because in high school, we had a class called Life Coping, and we discussed that stuff. When I lived in Texas for seventh grade, we discussed it in health class. Wow. How did they say um, it? Well, you, they, they had to do it tactfully, but it wasn't like they do today with, here's how you pleasure a woman. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, it wasn't like teaching it like they do now to fifth graders. Mm -hmm. Fifth graders were playing in the on the playground, not talking about wanking it. Yeah. But when we became teenagers, at least in Kansas, we had life coping. We learned about life, death, urges. All that stuff. Did they say it? We went to the... What? Like Ahmad said, Ahmad says many think this disordered action is only a male issue. Now let's not. Let me say something real quick. And I'll, I'm going to have to repeat myself about 10 times in this episode or people's going to get mad at me. Okay? Many times, not many times, but sometimes the church has a teaching that I don't agree with, but I don't get on here and go against it and condemn it and make YouTubes about it like some people do. But me and you've had private conversations where I said, well, I just don't believe that. I, I don't agree with it. I submit to it, but I don't think the church is right on that. Okay. And I know is this one of those. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, um, like I said, I'm going to say it seven or eight times. I'm dumber than the church. Well, you know, it just there's only, there's only one teaching that I question from the church, and that is capital punishment. Yeah. So everything, everything else, I'm right in line with Catholic teaching. Now, that does not mean that it's easy to obey. Right. It right. is far too easy to go with society and say, oh, it's okay. Wanking it is just a human need. No, it's not. It doesn't matter whether you're straight or of the alphabet mafia or not. You, all of us, are supposed to be trying to be holy and that means 
resisting our urges and temptations sexually until and unless you are in a married union with someone of the opposite sex. It doesn't matter whether you're hetero, if you like casual sex, those are sins. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter whether you're gay or straight, those are sins. And until you find fulfillment in a proper marriage, you're not supposed to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Ahmad, I'll get I'll, I'll answer your question in a minute. But my thing is, you're 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 raised Catholic. I was not. I was born and raised Southern Baptist and spent times in, you know, Pentecostal church. It was never addressed. Never. Never, never, never. Now, adultery was addressed and drunkenness, you know, fornication, porn, but wanking it, never, ever, 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 not one time addressed. So here we are, not knowing, no one told us, no one's told us it was wrong. Yeah, but you got to realize you and I are of an age right at the, the change because the those of the those people that are older than us they learned all about sex from the critters in on the farm yeah they had you know critters too um hope they would they there. would see they would see dogs humping legs mm-hmm. and they would see cats doing it in the yard we saw that they'd the- see the cattle out in the field we saw it too in the city. Look, Hope says you're not supposed to do that while in a marriage either. Well, you know, Father Chad Ripperger, well, different on that. I heard him on one teaching where he said that he allowed females to do that because they could not achieve a. An O? Yeah. With, through intercourse, so they were permitted to do that. And of course, my well, God, or, but uh, that's just his opinion. Um, St. Augustine, from what I've been told, because I haven't read it, I just heard it, said that one, it's impossible to have sex with your spouse without entering into lust. And two, that it'd be better to be with a prostitute than to wank it. That's biblical. Mm-hmm. Do not do not sow your seed on the ground. Better in the belly of a hooker than on the ground. Well, see, we didn't. I was not raised with the reason. First of all, there's no teaching about it. Never, 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 never. Okay? And I raised myself. And there's no time to say that, it, to even address it right or wrong. But just read the Bible. I ran across a path in Matthew, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because I've been listening to the Bible on tape a lot so far this year instead of watching TV or being on social media. And I heard Jesus say this. You have heard that it was said of them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust, to lust after her, has committed adultery with her already in his heart. 
And if thy right hand offend thee, pluck it out, cast it off from thee. For it's profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not the whole body should be cast in hell. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off, cast it out from thee. For it's profitable for thee that thy right that thy members should perish, not thy whole body should be cast into hell. Then he goes right into So to me, the topic is lust, female masturbation. Because he's going from well, looking at a you woman know. who lusts. It didn't say you look at a woman and all of a sudden lust come. He's saying here, I'm looking at her to lust. And I looked it up in a lot of ways. There's an intent, like you're going to buy a magazine to lust. You don't buy porn for any other reason but to lust. Pretty and much. There he's saying, whosoever looks on a woman to lust after her has committed, that's intent. But something I want to say is that to be raised Protestant is a whole lot easier in society than to be raised Catholic. I agree. The public school system is essentially Protestant or secular. So if you're Catholic, you've got a lot more pressure than yeah. if you're Protestant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you go to church and you hear one thing and you talk to your parents, if they're also faithful, practicing Catholics, and you hear something completely different than you hear at school. Yeah. So there were a number of topics where I would go home and go, Mom, this is what they said. Dad, this is what they're telling me. And they're like, you're Catholic. You ignore them. Yeah, that's we'll good. Tell you what you, we'll tell you what you need to know and what you need to worry about. Right. Human beings are better than animals. It's not that we're... It's not that we don't have urges... But we actually have a brain. Mm -hmm. Our instinct is not ingrained in what we do, what we want, and what we need. We have a formed conscious. And even yeah. if like my son, Brian, I remember one time when he was about four or five, we caught him coming out of the kitchen. We could see the edge of the cookie in his pocket. You know, he had gone in there and attached the cookie and... His mom had already told him no cookies. And you can see that cookie bulging in his pocket. And all my wife did is look at him and say, did you get a cookie? And he did the biggest, deepest upside down shame just came right over his face because he knew he had done wrong. You know, we didn't give him a class on lying, deception, or anything like that. But his conscience knew he had done wrong. Now, yeah. when I went to a youth retreat, it was a few years before I became Catholic. I went with the church, and I brought the subject up because I was with a bunch of high school and college guys, and I knew that's something they were dealing with two and three times a day. And I brought it to them, and I they had never been told that it was right or wrong. Never. None of them. You know, and at that time, at that time, 
I didn't think it was wrong. Yeah. See, I went to a, I went to a Catholic youth organization retreat in eighth grade. And that was one of the topics, Mm -hmm. you know, here we are at a retreat to learn more about religion. And the priest stands up there and starts talking about wanking it. Yeah. So we got, we, we got our lessons, but did it stop us? Probably not. Cause we had peer pressure, society, the school, everybody's probably talking about it. You have these feelings and these urges and nobody wants you to stop them. Mm-hmm. They just want you to work through them or whatever. Yeah. And you just can't wait to get a girlfriend, which is more sin. Yeah. Well, so what do you what, what do you do? When I got to when I was in college, I went to to a college retreat with a Presbyterian church. And the minister mentioned it. He didn't go into detail, but you had to read between the lines and know what talking about. And he equated it with perversion. You know, uh, um, perverted, you know, something perverted. So, you know, you leave the seminar thinking you're a pervert. Like, See, that's not healthy either. Right. So there was a, uh, you know, a sh- an instant shame. Of course, you're not going to talk about these things with your friends because you don't think any of your friends are dealing with it. Now, this is in the 80s, okay? This is in the 80s in Protestant church. Then the next time I heard about it in a church setting was about two years ago during COVID. I was a sponsor in RCIA, and wanking came up in the class. Father Bean was actually doing a class on confession. And the subject matter was uh, when you're naming your sins, he said, now there's, he said, just come out and name them. You know, adultery, I robbed a bank, I, I, ate, I ate a chicken wing on Friday, you know, just name your sins. He said, you don't have to explain them or couch them or use code words. <coughs> And uh, he said, just name it. He said, and the number one sin that everyone uses code for is when you wank it. And that's the word he used, wanking it. And then he said, I apologize for using this word in mixed company, but where else are we going to have this talk? We're adults. And he said that one Saturday, the Saturday before, he had held confession. And towards the very end of confession, he had, he could tell it was a young teenager came in to confession and said that, uh, you know, he used some word and and confessed to wanking it. And boo-hoo, the, guy just, the kid just broke down crying with shame. And uh, all the beans said the effect of, quit crying, quit crying, quit crying, hush up. He said, did you see that long line of people in front of you? He said, yeah. he said, every one of them wanked this week. <laughs> he said, everybody wanks it. He said, try not to do it again. Go and sit, you're absolved, whatever. Okay? 
Now, I don't know that everybody in that line wanked it, but, you know, he said what he said to make the kid feel better because the truth is people wank it. If you're a healthy, and- if you're a healthy male till you get old like us and it don't work no how, but if you're just <laughs> a normal guy, uh, you wake up with a, uh, at attention. Morning wood. Yeah. You wake up with a, a chubby, whatever you want to call it. And you know what they say about when the wind's blowing? You know, it's so, you know, you can wake up and be halfway there or in a dream. And you know, just, by the way, those dreams don't go away either. <laughs> oh, had one recently. I had one last night. I did. I mean, it didn't. I had one Sunday night. It wasn't a home base dream, but I made it the first in the dream. I told my wife about it, but uh, I tell her everything. But um, this is something that that I don't know women to get mad, but women wank it too. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. Hey, and theirs are, are way more involved than our little wham bam, thank you, ma'am things. I mean, they. I mean, you've seen the the movie with uh, Billy Crystal and was it you got was it you got mail or what is it the one where he's been, when Harry met Sally. Harry met Sally, and they're in the restaurant, and she's ah, 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 you know that one. You know that's the female kind, but. Women do, and a lot of married women, from what I've been told, can't have one like a guy. They're unpaid. unless they rub one out themselves. Yeah, I know. Father Ribberger said that's okay. Pope over there said it's not okay. I don't have an opinion one way or the other because I'm not married and I don't have a girlfriend and I'm not too concerned with it. Here's my concern. For it to be a mortal sin. And it don't you know, don't really say in the definition that it is a mortal sin. I don't think I've ever read it in a while. I can Google it. But it does have conditions to lower the ability. Like uh, a psychological influence, uh, things like that. You know, um, I was talking to, a, a, I was in a conversation a couple of weeks ago with some Catholics. They were talking about how defect and habit enter into the picture. We're talking about mortal sins. What makes a sin mortal? Can a mortal sin, can a sin be mortal for you, but not for me? Can there be a mortal sin for me, but not for you? And like, there's something with me that maybe as soon as I do that sin, I'm I'm a wreck till I get to confession. You might do the same sin and never confess it because you don't think it's anything. Yeah. Some, something else that that you know, really okay. See really what? Do it a Can you read that with your readers? You got your readers on. It's grave matter, but it can be. A venial sin instead of mortal sin in certain circumstances if someone has an addiction. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. 
Huh? That's why I don't know about that. But Catechism says that just the way he said. Does it? Yeah. It also says that about serial killing. For me, and so when I was a senior in high school, my sister was getting ready to get married. And they went on engaged encounter. And my sister was learning all about natural family planning and her flow and all the data that she had to collect for samples. She had a poster with all the different colors and stuff. And they were always talking with my parents about married intercourse. But you haven't taken a cold shower about five times a day? No. I never really took cold showers. Just you just focus your mind elsewhere. It's a it's a mental exercise more so than physical. If you can't control your mind, then a cold shower might help. But we're supposed to be Better because we have intellect, not because we're all a bunch of dogs. Tell me why it's a sin. Hey, tell me why it would be a moral sin. Because a lot of people will say, it's my body. I'm by myself. I'm not hurting anyone. I'm not getting anyone pregnant. I'm not ruining anyone's reputation. No one is looking at me. Because you are mentally visualizing someone who is not yours. What if you're mentally visualizing your wife is in Hawaii on a work seminar? I don't know. I'm Catholic. I don't have to sit here and ponder all the what ifs. Good point. I don't I don't care. But I know you don't care, but people's gonna ask you. And I'll tell them I don't. I don't have an opinion on the matter. Mm -hmm. I don't have to deal with that. I just have to deal with my own self. And if I'm visualizing a movie star or a pinup model, that is not right. That is, that is not wholesome. That is not, that is lust. That is adultery of my mind. That's it. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm married to someone, there may be a little give and take there. I don't know. What if you're married and 30 years old and your wife's cut you off? We're going to go talk to the priest. You mean you think you're going to go? She may not go. Well, that's true. I may go. Yeah, you may go. And I may have to learn how to be a celibate married person. Mm-hmm. You might be surprised what some priests will say in certain situations. Oh, I'm I'm sure I will be. Mm-hmm. But that's not something that I know anything about. Right. And I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying, you know, I've talked to a lot of priests about things. You get their opinion and they don't always agree with each other. I find that Protestants tend to want answers to everything. And sometimes you can't give them answers to everything. Well, so I guess, you and know, 
Protestant, there's never an explicit command not to wank it. Now, the one I just read in Matthew 5, I'm pretty sure that's what Jesus was talking about. Pretty well, sure. The progression. Yeah. Look at the woman in the lust, your right hand, your eyeball, your hand. Yeah, I can I can put connect the dots. But as a Protestant Bible only person, you're looking at what Jesus never spoke against it. Because it's not in the Bible, it's Thank not it. prohibited. Not or if it's not in the Bible, it never happened. It says not, you know, there's not a commandment that says thou shalt not wank it. But it does say thou shalt not commit adultery. That's not adultery. Of the mind, it is. But is that, and you're not cheating. You're not, if you're having a, uh, if you're having you a, are still improperly a, viewing a person in your mind that is not your wife or husband. They don't even know you're viewing them, and neither does their spouse. So how can it be a daughter? No, because God knows. God knows. That's what they would say. They would say, no one knows I'm doing this. There's no victim. But God knows. And when God knows, it's still a no-no. But God said nothing about it. Just Did God know that David commanded the death of Bathsheba's husband? Yes. Did anybody else know? Probably not. Did anybody else know Abraham had concubines? I don't know. Yeah, God knew. God knew. Did you say one? There's no. There's a, there's a difference between God knowing something, he knows everything, and regular humans knowing. It had, not only did he have concubines, when he was an old man, he had a, a teenage girl in bed with him, Abishag. Come on now. What? You expect me to know everything about the Bible? Bible didn't condemn it. Bible says he had a, a young girl, a beautiful young girl. I think they threw that in there. A beautiful young girl to keep him warm. Yeah, right. To keep him warm. I have no idea, John. You're pulling stuff out of left field at me tonight. I'm not I'm pulling stuff out of the Bible. Abraham had concubines. He had a concubine. I'm just saying, I'm not familiar uh, with it. Do what? I'm, I'm just not familiar with it. Well, I am. Well, good for you. So if it's oh, so, it's a mortal sin to wank it, but not a mortal sin to have five or six concubines. Not at that point in time. It ain't in the New Testament either. It says for a clergy to be the husband of one wife. It don't say anything about me. Matter of fact, I'm not gonna there's a plural marriage blessing in the Catholic Church. I am not going to split hairs. I'm not splitting hairs, I'm pulling something out of the Bible, out of canon law. Look, you got your I'm not familiar with it, so um, I can't speculate. And Ahmad, I won't speculate. Ahmad's talking. Ahmad says he still committed adultery. He committed adultery. With Bathsheba, right? But Bathsheba, David, his concubine, he had the right to concubine into his wife. 
So adultery is when you're outside of your marriage covenant. Fornication is when there is no covenant. But with them, concubines was like having a, uh, a another word is paramour. Okay? Friends of benefits that lives there at the house. When I went to Salt Lake City, I went to Brigham Young's house. You ever heard of him? Yeah. Okay. He had the main house and he had concubine house next to it. So the main wife got to live in the big house and he had, I think, I think he had like 70 women in the other house. Well, you know, that was common in the Old Testament. Why was it? My thing is the questions I have. I'm not saying that it's okay to wank it. It's just questions I want to answer because nobody wants to answer them. So you got a man named King David writing scripture that's a man after God's heart with the spirit of God on him and in him, the king, a prophet, writing scripture, right? The light of Israel. But God ain't saying nothing to him about those concubines. An extra while. Why not? But the New Testament does talk about husbands and wives. It does. Wives, plural. Husbands and wives, both plural. Right. But it does it says when it comes to a bishop or a deacon, let them be the husband of one wife. And the Protestants say that's talking about divorce. They can't be remarried. That's what they say. I don't care what Protestants say. I know, but we got Protestants watching. Well, they can this, be wrong. This is an outreach, Eric. They were not just talking <laughs> to uh, cradle Catholics from the breadbasket. <laughs> we're talking about all kinds of people. Look at Maud. You, you know, Maud uh, probably has a different upbringing than maybe someone from Topeka, Kansas, or wherever, wherever that place is you live, be blind, torture, and kill, whatever the serial killer state you live in. Dorothy and Oz and all that. Toto, Yellow Brick Road. Have you ever seen the Yellow Brick Road? <coughs> I've seen the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Is that real up there? No. Our dirt roads are just as dirty as yours. <laughs> Well, I just, you know, okay, like Ahmad said, and I wish, I, I'm going to try to pull it up. No, no pun intended. Let me see. What it is, is it's hard to do this by yourself. I don't have anybody pulling stuff up to me. I got to move stuff around and I'm going to try to pull this out of the CCC since Ahmad won't look it up for me. See, I used to be Southern Baptist before becoming Catholic. Me too. I just, I just, I uh, assumed by your name you may have had a different background. Okay. Well, I'm a cradle. Yeah. I don't know what it's like to be Protestant. You guys that are converts have a journey I may never understand completely because you converted from Protestantism to Catholicism. And well, I think that's great. I'm going to read this to you, okay? All right. CCC 2352. By masturbation is to be understood the deliberate 
Now, I pay attention to legal words because I am a realtor. And I read contracts and write contracts. And I know you can get sued over a word, losing court over a word. Use the wrong word, you can lose in court or win. It's understood to be the deliberate stimulation of the genteel organs in order to derive sexual pleasure. Both the magistrate of the church and the court of a tradition and the moral sense of the faithful have been in no doubt, have firmly maintained that masturbation is an intrinsically and gravely disordered action. It says grave sin. It's disordered, which means that it's not necessarily healthy. Okay, I'm still reading. Disorder means abnormal. The deliberate use of the sexual faculty, for whatever reason, outside of marriage, is essentially contrary to its purpose. For here, sexual pleasure is sought outside of the sexual relationship, which is demanded by the moral order and in which the total meaning of mutual self-giving and human procreation in the context of true love is achieved. To form an equitable equitable judgment about the subject's moral responsibility and to guide pastoral action, one must take into account the effective immaturity, force of acquired habit, conditions of anxiety, and other psychological or social factors that lessen, if not reduce, to a minimum moral culpability. So that's a lot to, of... To a minimum. Minimum. It, it's not a get-out-of-jail-free card. I did not say that. It just all of a sudden went from a grave disordered action all the way down kind of like Trump's ballots getting the whittle, 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 whittle all the way down to reduce to a minimum more minimum is as low as you can get you know what minimum standard minimum wage that means that's rock bottom culpability right there without it being a one more drop down, and it ain't even. So, what are you asking? Are you asking, are there different levels of mortal sin? No, I'm asking. If you, if you minimize a mortal sin, does it suddenly become venial? Look at this. I can't answer that. It's talking about immaturity. You know, if you got a 40, 15-year-old, he's been in high school all day, sitting next to girls and cheerleaders. And all this stuff, he gets home, he's a kid, he's going to be wanking it. Okay, so it says, immaturity, force of acquired habit. People have been doing this 30 years, find out it's a sin. Never knew it was They become Catholic. Heard, heard someone in RCI say, you can't wank it no more, it's a sin. Heck, I've been doing it 30 years. There's people who've been smoking for, for three years and can't quit. And you're going to tell somebody that's been yep. wank, wanking it since the first day of puberty. The first day they found out they had a thing. Look, 
conditions of anxiety. What does that mean? They're doing it because out of nerves, a stress reliever? Or other psychological factors. Something happened to them. They're messed. They're having obsession. They have obsessive thought, obsessive that regular people don't have. What what do you want to get from this conversation? What I'm trying to say is people just come right out like Ahmad did. I'm not fussing at him. I'm sorry, Ahmad. You're certainly not Muslim. I know you're Catholic and all. And I got nothing against Muslim people. You don't ever see me come on here and fussing at Muslim people, okay? I don't. Um, the straight-up answer, if you got a, you know, at, a, at Mass and said, how many people think that masturbating is a sin? Everybody's going to raise their hand. Moral sin, everybody's going to raise their hand, just like Ahmad did at the beginning. It is a sin. Well, when you read the whole thing, it may not be a mortal sin because you got several categories that lessen the severity of it. And that's the not point is that's just that once you become aware that it is a sin, you're supposed to try to stop doing it. That's that's not what I'm saying. I agree. I agree. Okay. You take measures. That's why. The near occasion of sin. You know, there's yes. certain I don't watch because I do not want to get in a position of lust or wanking it or thinking outside of my marriage. There's certain TV shows I won't watch because I can't handle them. There's certain shows I tell my wife, if we're going to watch that show, we might as well rent a porn movie because it's the same thing to me. And she's always baffled by that. Just completely well, baffled. You, know, you sit around and watch Baywatch for three hours. You know, it's going to have an effect on you. I said it was a sin of grave matter. Okay, grave matter. Grave and mortal go together to me, Ahmad. But I, I think I understand what you're saying. Ed, Ahmad, sin of grave matter. Well, that's... The See, we've crossed into an area that is beyond our knowledge. Well, if a priest would get his ass on here and talk about it instead of being scared to talk. But since they have the gumption to get on here and talk about it, then we're on our own. Well, you know, being a priest is a delicate job. I would not want to be the Pope. I guarantee that. Yeah. 1.6 billion people bitching at me constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I want to know what this means. Well, I want to know what that means. Well. Tell us what you think about this. Well, he, gets, he just goes, no comment, mic drop, and walks off. <laughs> Figure it out on your own. But Ahmad said, I said it was a sin of a grave matter. What's the three conditions of a mortal sin, Eric? One is that you know it's a sin. Okay. So I didn't know wanking it was a sin my whole life. Two would be that. Dang it. See, you put me on the spot and I can't remember. You've been a, okay, great, oh, man. You, you weren't fourth. Go ahead. Sorry for interrupting you. So you have to know that it's a sin. 
You have not been coerced. You do it of free will, free choice. What does that mean by not? Then, what? What does that mean? You've not been coerced. Well, if you're forced to assist in a bank robbery, it's not a sin because you were forced. Now, the next time, if you do it because you thought it was so much fun, guess what? It's a sin. Let's head on back to Ahmad. Ahmad, could you please just type it out? Grave sin, full knowledge, full consent. Are you really giving your full consent? If you just left a situation where you were tempted beyond your capacity to withstand, is that consent? Full consent? It don't say half. It's beyond my pay grade, John. I'm not going to speculate. Well, I pay attention to words, and they do too. I guarantee you when they wrote this, they had hours and hours of debate and praying and debate. I'm sure they did. Yeah, and change of words, no this. So I pay attention to words because I was a police officer. I had to write arrest reports. I had to use certain words correctly or I get sued or fired. Or lose my cat. I had a conversation on Twitter earlier today. This doctor somebody is trying to tell me that everybody is a sin, is sinful because they have the capacity to sin. Not that they actually sin. He's saying that we all have the capacity to sin. And that's what makes us and Mary sinful. Well, that's and I, so he's saying Jesus would not have, Jesus was never tempted then, right? That's what Jesus was tempted, though. According to him, Jesus didn't have the capacity. Well, but you see, don't have the capacity. There you go. Yeah. Now you know why I was talking to this guy on Twitter because he was wrong. Twitter's got some of the dumbest people in the world on it. Okay. Ahmad's brave yep. matter. Grave. Now, me, grave means murder, raping, child abuse. To me, that's what grave is. Just well, that's me. your that's yeah. your opinion. Because it's not defined. I mean, if you ain't going to define it, then you're letting me define it. Number two, full consent. Number three, full. So full consent means I'm all in to do this. You now, freely, your will is to commit this sin. Now, this priest told me the other day, and if I mention his name, everybody that's Catholic will know his name. He told me that's about the same thing as it just about has to be something premeditated before you do it. I don't know. If you're feeling pressured to do something like to buy a car, that's not full consent, even if you sign the contract. You yeah. know, contract law, there can be no duress. It's got to be and, full consent. You not pressured down, beaten down, driven into it. 
And if you go to court with that and you have a crappy lawyer, you could still lose. You take a teenage girl. She's on a date with an older guy. And he pressures her and pressures her and pressures her until she gives in. That's not full consent. That's giving up. I agree. So it wouldn't be a mortal sin. I agree. So same thing with Wanky. By the way, if you have ever read St. Augustine's City of God. I have it. Well, take my word for it that the first like nine or ten chapters of that book is him arguing with the idiots of his day. And guess what? The idiots of his day are just the same as the idiots of our day. Right, right. Sins of the flesh is a grave matter, objectively speaking. Um, the problem I have with our Catholic teaching is, I think the Orthodox call it mystery. The Catholic Church is pretty defined on most things. I mean, down to, I mean, pretty definitive. Thing. Unlike the Orthodox Church leaves a lot to imagination, speculation, when I understand. I, I'm not very knowledgeable about the Eastern Orthodox. When it comes to a grave sin, can you tell me exactly where this list is? See, I find your desire for lists to be kind of Protestanty. <laughs> I was, I've been Catholic. I've been Catholic ten going on eleven. I was Protestant fifty years. I went to Protestant seminary, and there's probably a lot of Protestant thinking that I will always have. Always, and some of it's good. Some some of it's good. It helps me. It might. Like I'm I, not saying. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying. That's the vibe I get when you ask questions right. and when you split hairs. You're right because if you're going, if you're, if the church is going to be definitive to the absolute detail and word used, and I'm going to tell you, you ain't going to like this. Ain't nobody going to like this. That here's it. Catechism is not official. I don't have a problem with that either. There's seven of them that I know of out there, and they don't always agree. That's what I've heard, but I haven't read all of them. I've got like four different versions. Not you, Eric, but if a Catholic is telling me I'm going to hell over a certain sin that ain't even defined in the Bible and ain't even mentioned in the catechism in one and ain't in the other, you know, that don't sit right with me. I feel like it. Feel like I need to go confession. I know when I need to go. That's the solution, though, is to go yeah. to confession. I always go. I go to confession as much, you know, every week if I can. Uh, right, the catechism isn't infallible, so there is, you know, if the Catholic Church says this is the way it is, then as a Catholic, I do submit and do my best to obey. That's not a main. Always agree, like the capital punishment thing. I don't agree with Pope Francis on it, on it at all. But I understand it. Yeah, I understand it. I'm going to go by Pope Francis. I'm not going to trash him, but I don't agree with him. 
But if he says, John, no capital punishment. Yes, sir, Papa. No, sir, Papa. No ropes. No firing squad, Papa. I'm not going to get up here like some people call him a GD heretic. But I don't agree with him. Well, I figure if that's the only thing I have a complaint about, I just better not do anything to get put on a death watch. And I'm also on the I'm on the fence about girl altar workers, you know, the altar girls, you know. Well, I'm on at the at my church, there are not enough boys. Yeah. So we must have altar girls. Uh, people say that's for the training of the priesthood. I say it might be training for the nunhood. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, it don't bother me. Priests, I got priests people. are only men. Yeah, I got people that not only believe a, a man should be a priest. I only believe that. And I really think it's best for altar boys to be altar boys, to be boys. I agree. But but I have seen a lot of fruit come out of female, you know, teenage girls being altar girls. But uh, you know. There's, there's a question right there. Yeah. You know, I always hear Protestants say, well, our religion bears fruit. Our denomination bears fruit. And I'm like, who gets to decide whether something bears fruit or not? Right. What makes, what makes a Protestant worthy and authoritative to say, yes, this bears fruit. Yeah, and good fruit can't come up, ain't gonna grow out of a rotten tree. And their trees, yeah, but yeah, you can have bad fruit grow on a bad tree and then pick that bad fruit and go, look, this is good because I'm delusional. Yeah, yeah, Warwick, I love you, brother. My throat has had it. I'm out of gas, buddy. Have we been here an hour? Yeah, hour and two minutes. I can't talk another word. I'll shoot you a text. <laughs> thank everybody for watching. Ahmad, thank you for helping out. Join us anytime, okay? I appreciate it. Right. I like the Baltimore Catechism too, Ahmed. I do too. I try to read it every year. Love you. Bye. See you tomorrow. Bye.